And we're going to talk about what that means. And there's many different people in the Bible that go all in for Jesus. We, we know that uh, uh, if you look at the book of Acts, you'll see folks that gave their life for Jesus. Stephen was stoned for Jesus. And stoned in, in those days is not what it is now. I'm just going to go ahead and say that, all right? It's not something that happens at a Jimmy Buffett concert. It is uh, something, um, it, it, was, it was being stones were thrown to at you until you died. So that's what Stephen was, all right? So just want to make that clear. But anyway, um, we, we know that there were folks all in for Jesus. And then this story that we just looked at here is a story from Luke. It's also from two of the other gospel writers uh, as well. But this story is a story about a young lady that went all in, and she did it by crashing a Pharisee's party. She crashed the party at a Pharisee's house. Now, I'm not sure what parties at the Pharisee's house would have looked like. I mean, you know, I'm not sure if they did. Uh, I'm not sure if they were really fun or not fun. Uh, we're, we're not sure if maybe they played charades with the Old Testament dietary laws. Um, and, of course, uh, uh, the Jewish law said no pork. And so there were definitely no pigs in the blanket at that party. But anyway, so, uh, but we, we, we're not sure sure what that party would have looked like other than they would have been dining, sitting on the floor, dining around a table. And this girl, this young lady uh, with what today, with, or what in my day, we used to say, yeah, they got a reputation. This known prostitute actually made her way and crashed a party at a Pharisee's house and makes her way to Jesus. And she crashes this party, and uh, she has an alabaster flask, box, jar, whatever you want to call it. Mark says she actually broke the flask. But the Bible says that she ends up taking the perfume that was in this flask and pouring it on the feet of Jesus and anointing his feet and washing his feet with her hair and her tears. She crashes the party and goes all in. For Jesus. As we think about what it means to go all in for Jesus, maybe you might say, well, Tim, I'm not one of those people with that kind of reputation. But you know what? Every one of us have sin in our life. Every one of us have things. Every one of us have junk. Every one of us has stuff that we need to turn over to Jesus. And uh, she does this. And when she does, some things begin to happen. In fact, incredible things can happen to us when we go all in for Jesus. Henry Varley said it like this. The world has yet to see what God will do with and for and through and in and by the man or woman who is fully and wholly consecrated to him. In other words, with the person who is truly all in for Jesus. And so I want us to look at for just a few minutes this morning what it means to be going all in for Jesus and what that looks like. Number one, it looks like this. It looks like allowing Jesus to turn our life around. It looks like repentance. It looks like allowing Jesus to turn it all around. Was, this lady was known as a prostitute, known as a sinner. And you need to understand the importance of what it meant when she poured all of this perfume out. And especially in Mark's gospel where it, she breaks the flask to pour it out. See, that perfume was used for her occupation. 
That perfume was there to woo the men. That alabaster flask was there to enhance the experience, to lure the lure and sustain return customers. She breaks it for Jesus. And what she's saying there is from now on, this is not who I am any longer. I am not that person any longer. I am turning it around and going all in for Jesus. No more shady customers. No more midnight rendezvous. No more discreet encounters. Instead, she is changed. Instead, she has changed from being a paid lover of men to being a sold-out servant of Jesus Christ. And that's what happens when you go all in. See, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Let me tell you something. When Christ comes in us, things should start changing. Amen? And we shouldn't be trying to straddle the fence by saying, Oh, I still want to do the old stuff, but I want to be in the new stuff for Jesus. Because you know what happens when you straddle a fence? It's not fun. Just let me tell you. And we, have, if we're going all in for Jesus, He's going to turn our life around. What do we need turned around? What do we need turned around in our life? Is it our attitude? Is it our business practice? Is it a dark sin or dark secret? Is it hidden resentment of some way that we need to let go of? Is it a jealousy issue? Is it a hidden sin? What is it that needs turning around if we're going to go all in for Jesus? Number two is this. Not only does it mean turning our life around for Jesus, but it also looks like giving in a sacrificial way. Mark chapter 14 verse 5 says this. For, so she breaks this alabaster box. She pours all the perfume on Jesus' feet. And listen to what they start criticizing her. And in fact, the Pharisee says, For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. See, she had broke her prized possession. She had poured out this perfume. It was actually a perennial herb harvested in the Himalayas. No less than half a liter at least. And two of the gospel writers actually said that it would have been worth 300 denarii. Do you know how much that was in that day? That was a whole year's salary. We get upset when we have to give, oh, we got to give a little extra to the church today. And, and, you know, no, a whole year's salary, she gives it to Jesus. She gives it to Jesus. That was sacrificial. That was that meant something. It wasn't just a little dab of do you, Jesus. It, it is, I am giving what you would expect from me whenever I go all in for you. The Bible tells us that for us, that's a tithe. That's 10% of our income. And yes, I know we're living in a day when inflation is crazy. There's no doubt about it. And yes, I know we're living in a day that many 401s have turned into 101. 401ks have turned into 101ks lately. Like back in 2008. And so yes, it means that any giving we do is going to be more and more sacrificial. But let me tell you something. There is one place in the Bible that God says, test me. There is one place in the Bible that he says, come on. I dare you to do it. I dare you to try it and see what I do. 
Look at Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. He says, Bring all the tithe into the storehouse, that there may be, found, there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. He's saying, come on, I dare you. In fact, more than that, I double dog dare you. I think if he could say it today, he'd say, in fact, I triple dog dare you. Y'all know what happens when you get triple dog dare. Y'all remember that movie, The Christmas Story, and he stuck his tongue to that frozen pole? Have you ever just done something stupid before? One time we had this ice, uh, this freezer, and whenever I was, I was like a teenager growing up, and they cleaned it out, and they were going to defrost it. And before they did, it was sitting there. It had all the ice all around it, and, and there, was a, there was an ice scraper down in there, and it had some ice that was frozen on it. And so for some stupid reason, I decided I'm going to lick it. That did not end well. It stuck, and I was like, uh-oh. I want to make sure nobody saw me do that stupid. But anyway, and I did that. And, I, and finally, what I did, I, I should have thought about it and let me put some, you know, some hot water or something like that on there. No, I didn't. What did I do? I just went. Mm. And yeah, I got it off all right with a little bit of my tongue. So I was on like this on that day. But anyway, the uh, folks, God said, I dare you. I dare you. It don't make sense. It doesn't add up. But I'm going to pour out a blessing even more than you will ever imagine. Now, does that blessing mean that there's going to be a brand new car sitting in your driveway uh, next week? No. But what that blessing does mean is that I will take care of you in ways that you have never imagined and even in ways that will overflow in your life. It's sacrificial. Yes, it is. And, and on that commitment sheet, on the bottom, we don't look at it. We don't put amounts on there. I don't want to know amounts. I'd probably be happy in some cases and disappointed in others if I saw amounts. So I, don't, I choose not to see any amounts. But we, we put commitment. Am I going to tithe? Am I going to look at what I bring in in a year? You can do it before taxes or after taxes. That's between you and God. I think he'll bless you anyway. But I'm going to, what do I do in a year? And am I going to give 10% out of that? And you may be saying, wait a minute, 10%? Oh, man, do you know what I made last year? We definitely ought to be able to give 10% then. And, and 10%, listen, if you, if you say, I can't jump right to 10%, hey, we got you covered. You can jump a couple of percent. You can jump three to five. You can jump one to two. Or you can just give over and above the tithe and do cool stuff for Jesus. That's on there too. But yes, it's going to be sacrificial. But God says that's exactly what it means to go all in. And then last is this. It looks like radical acts of service. This woman performed a radical act of service to Jesus when she anointed him and washed his feet with her hair. Now, I want you to know something. Just because he was Jesus didn't mean he had some clean, sweet-looking feet. 
I mean, he was about 30 years old, so maybe they weren't too crusty by then. But I tell you, it, it, he had to be, you know, he, it, it was, it was kind of rough in those days. And he was wearing sandals, and they would have been dirty and probably sweaty and that kind of thing. And, but, but he, this woman gets down and washes his feet. And, of course, Jesus has to give the Pharisees a little lesson because they're like, what in the world is she doing, that kind of thing. And he says, well, if you were forgiven as much as she was, you would be willing to do this as well. And then listen to what he says there in 47 through. 47 he said then he turned to the woman and said to Simon do you see this woman I entered your house you gave me no water for my feet but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head you gave me no kiss but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in you did not anoint my head with oil but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil therefore I say to you her sins which are many are forgiven for she has loved much but to whom little is forgiven the same loves a little and if I think if honestly if we just realized how much we have been forgiven of then we would be ready to serve in whatever way God's called us to do so and on that commitment sheet we've got every different way that's on there now I want you to know that the tithing things are not going to be seen by everybody even though there's not amounts on there, that's just going to be seen by me. I'm going to pray over those in our office, uh, our, our finance office or whatever, so that we can get records and stuff. But, but, the, but the others, the tithing things will be cut off, and then the others are going to be used to help plug in to all different types of ministries, to plug in so that we can all serve Christ together. So that we can serve him. And because here's the thing. I'm not here. And, and, and please, if today feels like, oh, he's twisting my arm to serve or twisting my arm to give or whatever. If I'm having to twist your arm to do that, don't do it. Some of my ministry leaders are saying, whoa, wait, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> don't do it because I'm up here talking about it. Do it because you love Jesus and you're ready to go all in. And whether it's working with the kids or whether it's working with music, or whether it's ushers, greeters, missional, Guyana, whatever it may be. Do it because you love Jesus. Because, listen, serving is not what I'm going to honor. Serving is what God's going to honor. And that's what's important, is that we get honored by God. That's what serving means. That's what it does. Because, listen, Mark's gospel tells us about this woman and it says, Assuredly, I say to you, wherever the, this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. And that's why we're talking about it this morning. He says, This act of this party crasher, who was a sinner, who I turned her life around, you all will be talking about it. It will be talked about for thousands of years to come. I don't know about y'all. That's pretty good honor right there. Amen. And it's because God honored her. The, uh, several years ago, y'all may remember, it was a team and their coach were in Thailand. I believe it was Thai. And um, they uh, got trapped in a, in a cave diving accident. And um, you may remember, now I, I'm not sure I've always wondered, what kind of, like, little vacation or excursion was that? Oh, let's just go cave diving. I mean, you know, but anyway, evidently they, they did it. 
And uh, they got trapped. You may remember seeing this on the news. And I didn't know this till recently, but whenever that happened, Elon Musk, who just bought Twitter, by the way, if you haven't heard, <laughs> then you've never watched TV in the last month, all right? But anyway, but Elon Musk got a bunch of his, at that time he still had, he had SpaceX and Tesla. He, he actually got his best engineers together and said, y'all, we've got to help over there. Let's put together, can y'all devise some type of rescue submarine? And they did. They built it, like, on the spot. They built it, built this rescue submarine, and Elon and his head people, they flew it over there, and he flew it over there personally. And this rescue submarine ended up looking, it, here's a picture of it right here. And they got it over there, and they did several test runs with it, and then eventually figured out that that was not, the option they were going with, they ended up going with another option. Now, Elon Musk could have easily said, oh, I, but I, I had that put together. This is the best technology you can find in, in all of planet Earth. What do you mean you're not going to use it? You know what? He didn't do that. You know what they said he did? They said, he said, okay, no problem. What can I do to help? And they said he pulled up his sleeves and he got down there with them where they were digging and, and getting things ready and everything. And he jumped right in and was willing to do whatever he could do for help. And see, sometimes we think, oh, I'm very good at this. And maybe God's leading a different way. When God may want to use you somewhere else. And who are we to say that God has to use the gift we think he has to use all the time. And when we go all in, we're simply saying, I don't know how. Here's some ways that I believe that I can help. Here's some ways that I feel called to serve. And we'll do our best to plug in. But let's make it about him. And let's make it about the mission and not about us. Thank you for these commitments that have been made or being made or being put in the boxes and or brought in, Lord, in whatever way. But also, Lord, the needs that are in this place. You're a good God. And we just pray for you to continue to pour out your blessings of healing, of restoration, of freedom, of any need that is there. Lord, you know each and every one of them today and tomorrow and in the weeks to come and the months to come and the years to come. Lord, bless this congregation. Bless each one here in Jesus' name. Amen.